Ah, yes. We are back on the A Show episode 164. I am Justin, here with Meals TV himself, the man, the myth, the legend, the god. What's up, Meals? I've been doing a lot of podcasts this week, so I hope people listen to them. That's all I got to say. That's all. That's my only intro. I've been doing a lot this week, so I hope people... I will maybe have a podcast every day of this week, I guess, except Monday. But I don't know. Whatever. We'll see. It's 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 pretty... I'm doing a lot. It's holiday season. Hashtag drama. Holiday season. Um, I would so have yeah. dropped... If you would have told me you were going to do that, I would have had a job for that. Totally. I didn't know I was going to do that. Funny thing, actually, I did it. You know what? It'll come out later this week. But I did it on another <laughs> podcast that will be out this week as well. But, um, yeah, it's just busy. It's holiday season. It's the end of the year. We have a lot of things going on. I like to I like to wrap up this year in a tight, you know, nice little bun and, and, and oh, deliver oh, it to you guys. A bun or a bow? A bun or a bow? Can you do a bun? You can't wrap it in a bun, no. Maybe oh. I've been hanging out with uh, my niece too much and I'm thinking buns. But um, yeah, let's wrap. I, I'd like to wrap it up in a little bow and just deliver it to the world. It's it's about time. It's a, it's it's almost list time. Well, it is. It's listmas at this point because people yeah. have started um, everything of the rather. So it's like, why not? Why not? So, yeah, I'm doing a lot uh, and, and getting a lot done so much that I barely had time to think about Monday Night Raw. But guess what? We're going to talk about it anyway, so who cares? Yeah. Uh, and just in case anyone didn't remember or didn't know, we will be doing our best of list on the 23rd and the 30th. So you got uh, one more week before we reveal the categories and then another week to kind of get yours in order and see if they line up with ours. We'll be doing a lot of cool stuff for that. So stay tuned for the A-Show best of 2020 list. I like that we're doing this after TLC too. So it gives it a chance for... Off- yeah, off- TLC... Off- be a classic. It is. It, it, it could be a good match, probably not a classic. It looks promising. It looks. Pro- There's yeah. a lot of um matches. This- <laughs> yeah, I was like, huh? You sure this is the end of the year? You yeah, sure? it, it's, it's fact. I mean, from what we have, and we'll get to it during the shows. But I'm just like, you're you're really gonna give away a theme match <laughs> and two I TLC. Agree. I agree. <laughs> last year, last year at the TLC, um, the TLC pay per view, they had that really good women's tag team title match with Charlotte yeah. and Becky. Remember the one that where she almost killed um. Kyrie's saying, yeah, she, Kyrie's yeah. like, stop, please, put me down. <laughs> yeah, she, Kyrie's like, uh, my brain, no. <laughs> and Charlotte's just like, ah. You have been green since the war report last, last week. You have been oh. nonstop green since the no, war. No, but that was so funny. It was like, clearly she's knocked out and Charlotte's like on the illest, um, I, the illest uh, adrenaline run and just like she's not she can't even lift her up correctly for the power bomb but she's powering her up anyway she's like you're going through this fucking table bitch fuck this and <laughs> she's about to put her through the table and everyone's like no chill charlotte no <laughs> she's concussed <laughs> um so that's oh. always funny did you see did you see the pictures they're doing the the tampa dome the tampa dome yeah Debuting on Friday, you know what I you know what I said as soon as I saw it. I said there are definitely going to be people in in, in there. They're definitely going to oh, have a absolutely. crowd. Absolutely, <laughs> oh absolutely. It's luckily like 
if they could put a force field around it, I'm sure they would. But people will be so far away from the actual <laughs> ongoings, I think, that I'm sure they're going to try to put people in there. It'll be like Tokyo Dome Echo in there, but there'll definitely be people in there uh, this coming, not, not probably not Friday, probably not, probably not next Sunday, or rather probably, probably next Sunday, but Royal Rumble for sure, 20% capacity. I'm, I'm quite sure they're going to do that. Um, yeah, I could see it. I could see it. I mean, it's, uh, hopefully, I'm sure they're want to get past the holiday thing because COVID has been going up because of the holidays and et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, I, I could see them. I, I've always said Rumble, they definitely want to get people in there. It just, Rumble doesn't make sense without people. It just, yeah. you, know. you, need, you need to be, I'm not going to be there, but. <laughs> no, I'm not going to be there, but uh, yeah. Uh, but but let's get into No Holds Barred for the week. Um, I want to start off with the bummer news because uh, this actually happened uh, after we aired. Um, Pat Patterson passing away. Yeah. Uh, really, I mean, there's not much that I could say here. It hasn't been said on 100 shows already about the passing of Pat Patterson. He was a legend uh, and, you know, one of the most crucial architects of a lot of things that go on in WWE and in pro wrestling in general. The the, the blueprint that he laid out, you're still going to be following 50 years from now, 60 years from now. You know, whenever, whenever you know, wherever we go in wrestling, it's going to be him and, you know, you know, again, there's not much I could say that hasn't already been said. WWE has done something special for him in every one of their shows since last week. Um, but yeah, really, really huge loss for the pro wrestling community. Absolutely. I think when you think of Pat Patterson, you think of a guy who found the passion and the story, more so the story than anything in pro wrestling. And I think he looked at it as an art. I think he looked at it as like a dance, like a like a um, just something that tugs on your heartstrings. And I think that's what he always saw, especially in the people who he saw it in. I mean, you talk about people he was a proponent of Sami Zayn, who tells great stories, even The Rock and a, and a lot of people over the years who he was just a major proponent of and you know even coming up with something like the raw rumble is just another one it's a it's telling a story at the end of the day who can outlast who is the true titan of them all who can win the raw rumble i think that's what he contributed to especially this modern day of pro wrestling and it's great to have minds like that i think a lot of people will sometimes their minds are one track that they kind of uh, uh, look past the the little nuances, the little emotion, the little everything like that, just even coming together with that Iron Man match between Shawn Michaels and HBK. I mean, sorry, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart is just another example of that. And all I have to say is those those video packages, I saw them three times this week, and it's still yeah. probably the most powerful video packages. It was by far might be the highlight. It was definitely the highlight of Raw for me last week, and I had already seen it three times, so that should get you how I think about Raw. Um, And just the highlight of kind of every show of, you know, that song, Did It My Way, uh, and, and, and just, it's not even so much clips that they're incorporating. It's these pictures. It's these timeless moments. It's this you can clearly see his growth throughout the last 40 years and what he's contributed and how many people are in love with him and how many people are just affected by him. It was a beautiful thing to see. And then, you know, it's still still powerful. I, I kind of want to go back and watch it again because I think between that and, you know, I'm not trying to make it a contest or anything, but I think another powerful video package was also the, the Eddie Guerrero um, mm-hmm. 
Johnny Cage hurt, I I thought that Johnny was Cage, also Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. Why did I say Johnny Cage? Well, okay, all right. <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Um, <laughs> but I thought that was also powerful too. I thought that was also incredible as well. So, yeah, I mean, Pat Patterson, rest in peace. You know, great mind, great time, and and we will have a great future because of you. Yeah. Uh, and with the loss of one life, you know, unfortunately, gratefully, we have the birth of another. Uh, congratulations are in order to Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins. Wow. <laughs> you see how that happened? You see how the world works? Yeah. They always say that, you know, with one, you know, when one light goes out, another, another one comes. So, you know, rest in peace to Pat. Welcome, Rue, to the world. Very happy for Seth and Bex. I mean, it, I mean, it, you know. We we talked about it, you know, since she uh, she left uh, way back in in, in April. Rue's a boy um, or a girl? Is a girl, I believe. Okay, right. I've seen out, I've seen two different uh, reports that it's a boy or a girl. Because uh, they don't even say it on on their on their page. Of course not. Why would they? Dirt yeah. sheets already on it. How are you going to dirt sheet a kid's birth? <laughs> How are you going to melt through that? Come on, it's, Brian it's Alvarez. Get it right. It's a daughter. It's a daughter. We it's heard a, reports from people who were in the... <laughs> who were in the um, the delivery room. <laughs> the camera. Yeah, you know. Yo, if I was Seth Rollins, I'm knocking their fucking head off. I'm giving them the stomp <laughs> on the bassinet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh and, and his little his little quote, and new, on his uh, Instagram page. That's adorable. That's so cute, man. Congratulations to, to those two. Uh, not much to say. Uh, one thing I do want to say is, can y'all just stop talking about her coming back already? Like, can we just stop? People are ready. Listen to people are ready, man. Is she ready? ready. She needs five, six months before she can Listen, even move. <laughs> fuck a postpartum, right? Like, fuck postpartum. Like, get back in the ring. We need you, is what the wrestling world is saying. It's like, ah, I think she'll be back by mania. <laughs> Becky, Becky and Seth are going to look at that kid and be like, do we have to leave? <laughs> like, do we got to go? Like, I'm pretty sure that they're, like, not in any rush. They're going to enjoy the holidays as they should. I mean, this is the greatest Christmas miracle <laughs> that you could Absolutely. have. Absolutely. Listen, this is the birth of a new world champion by far. By Absolutely. far. I by can't far. wait to see them in uh, 20, what, in 2040. <laughs> We're going to yeah. I'll be like 50. Why not? So. Let's do it. Um, but yeah, from there we go to really quick. I don't want to, again, once again, step on the War Report's toes, step on Cyrus's toes. Shout out to him. Check out our episode uh, with myself and Meals of the War Report. Uh, from I made it. Week. I made it onto the show. Yes, finally, right before the challenge came back, uh, Takeover was on Sunday. Uh, I thought it was a good show. Uh, I, I thought that the two War Games matches delivered. Um, I thought the mid card was obviously probably the weakest part of the show, but still produced some pretty good matches. Not a bad match to me on the card, but I thought it was really solid. Um, with the uh, t- to me, the match of the night was by far the main event. It was spectacular. It's probably the best by to- far. Wait a minute, we have different opinions. <laughs> <laughs> the main event was I, really, really good. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought the match of the night was the women's one, which was really, really good. There were two different matches. I don't think you could go wrong with either of those meals. I'm not mad at you for saying the no, women's. No, of course. There were, there were two. You know, I think by that, far. The, the by far threw me off. I was, I was like, wait, by far. Me, I was going to say to me. Like, to me, the, the main event was okay. my favorite match. I think that they were both 
very different. I think people were concerned for a lot of reasons. Very strangely, there was a there was a strange current of like really weird comments being made, specifically in the women's uh, the women's section of of the show with the, with their wargames match, where it was like. Why do they get the advantage? I'm like, you're going to see why they got the advantage. Why are they doing this? You're going to see why. Why did this person get pinned and lose? You're going to see why. Yeah, like, man. Listen, Tamina with knees. She coming, she coming in heavy. <laughs> oh, my God. Please stop. Tamina with knees, man. Listen. Uh, and that's no shot to Tamina, but <laughs> she, it was, it. she might. That was a fantastic match. I actually rated them both the same, uh, about four and a third. Um, so like they they were they nearly got there for me, but um, the brutality of the women matched the brutality of the men, and that was something that I think they've been working towards with each war games that they do with the women, and they finally Absolutely. got there, and and they well, were just brutal. Well, listen, someone in the women's match actually it seemed like they actually injured themselves, so I'm going to say that the women were a lot more brutal than the men were. I'm just going to go off of that. I, I mean, only had, only, sling, had, uh, so. only had lacerations. Uh, you see Pat McAfee's in a, in a neck brace on his show. <laughs> oh, hamming it up. Sure. <laughs> sure. I mean, he should be in a neck brace. He took that huge <laughs> neck bump through a table. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Did you know it was back there? Did you know it was that far? <laughs> My man took a whole... I'm sure he wanted to go back first, but he went like shoulder and neck first. And I was like... <sighs> Ouch. But yeah, you know what? Solid show. Solid show. I think I fell out of it um, after Ciampa and, and uh, what's-his-face. Um, yeah, I kind of fell out of it. And then I even fell more out. I fell, I was gradually falling out of it as the actually matches went on. Maybe I was just interested in something else. But yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah, I, um, man, I'm sorry. Like, I, I enjoyed the Ciampa-Thatcher match. It was, it was a fight. Like it, it was definitely that style of, of match that Thatcher has. It's it's very mm-hmm. gonna be very interesting, and I've been saying this for a while. How they, they, well they position him well as far as his character, but he loses too much. I mean, that's, and that's going to be something I'm, I, I guess Cyrus will talk about in his show as well. But um, I think that the, the fact that his matches do feel different than every other match on the card is something that is definitely right. a reason why he is one of my favorite people in NXT, regardless of his win win loss record. That felt like it was Champa trying to survive. Instead of like a regular like wrestling match with holds and and, and uh, rope <laughs> and and rope uh, running and all this other shit, like it, it felt different, and that's why I enjoyed it. Uh, but I do I do agree with what you said, Niels, with um, Kushida not being on the card. I I would imagine that they're gonna put him in a um, something against Finn or something in the top because he's like undefeated for the past two months. So they gotta do something. He's with been him. whooping ass, man. He's been kicking yeah. ass. To, he beat both of those guys' asses that were in that match, and somehow they ended up on the takeover card. I get why they ended up on the takeover card. Don't get me wrong, but still, I mean, Kushida, he might be the hottest thing. He could be. He could become one of the hottest things. But they just gotta give him. You gotta give him the takeover match. You gotta give him the 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 show off, show out, show up type of match and uh and i think he'll become pretty much the hottest thing in nxt which he wasn't just a year ago i thought he was a goof a year ago yeah Um, they uh they they rehabbed him he had had to get some amiris on listen it was it was the clothes i'll admit it A, a large part of me thinking it was a goof was the goofy shit he was wearing yeah i'll just say i'll just say it but you know hey uh take over really good show uh, definitely go check it out. I, I'd say that uh, P- 
peep the two war games matches you'll that will fully give you all the wrestling you need for the week because they're so long and then you know go on with your life uh, but one thing what i will say that you need to watch absolutely need to watch the keith lee 24 holy shit that was heavy that was a heavy episode what a you know i watched it earlier in the day before takeover because there's no way i was probably going to watch it after takeover but good shit man it's just good yeah. stuff these these yeah. wwe documentaries over the last couple of months have just been great and they've added meaning and i think they're able to take it to a place that they for some reason don't take it on television i mean it, you talk about the black lives matter segment mm-hmm. of this entire thing and and him wearing it and especially uh out to out to raw and stuff like that and wwe giving their superstars the chance to you know bring awareness to it any way they can and by any sort of you know in any creative way they can i thought it was amazing i thought just his whole story of getting told no a couple times before making yeah. it back was amazing um but anything that you found particularly interesting in the stock i mean not knowing you know his family history um the the stuff with his mom and his dad uh, separating you know that is a story that is all too often kind of within african american households you know it, it, there is a separation there and i and his dad talking about you know keith being uh in wichita falls uh and then being in the hood you know and then saying you know i got to get my son out of here that was really heavy you know that really resonated you know and, and and seeing his ups and downs and where he's at now you know, just such a great show, such a such a great showcase of who Keith Lee is a person. And if you remember, if you remember, NXT did something like this with him, but it only focused on like his college and all the way up. You know, his football stuff all the way up. This was like really in depth, and it was it was something that I was not expecting. I'm not gonna lie, I did not expect them to go this deep into Keith Lee, you know, and who he is as a person. But I think really the Vince McMahon part, right, is like the the part where it's like, oh, okay, now we see why people are diehard for this guy. Right. No. And, and, this guy, and this guy being Miss McMahon, because the way that he talked to him, imagine somebody talking to you like that every 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 day. <laughs> You're going to want to run through a fucking wall for them, too, and take any type of booking that they give you. Like, I don't think that there's anybody that Triple H included, William Regal included, anybody from any company that could talk to you like that and make you really mm-hmm. believe the shit that they're saying. Like, it, it, that is like the best pep talk you, you could get. My man said, look at what we got here. Look at him. He's big. He's amazing. He, he jumps. Can <laughs> he can talk. And don't forget to talk. When we do this, next time, we're going to rob him And we're going to do all of this. And I'm just like, wow. And he's there sweating profusely and just like, yeah. 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 You're fucking right I am. Yeah. <laughs> and said, I'm going to beat his ass. When he said, you got to make me believe. And I was just like, well, you better, you got to get that nigga some, some, a new song. <laughs> yeah, man. Got to get him a new song. You gotta, uh, you know, it, there's a. I still think, um, despite how good Keith is, I do think there's still a lot of work that we can do with Keith to get him to the next level. And it, it it's just promising that Vince McMahon apparently sees it. Man, it's just like yo. Mm-hmm. You remember that other 24 doc or 365 when Kevin Owens show up and he was like, yo, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that, complete, 180, complete 180. <laughs> that could have happened. But <laughs> man was like, get the fuck away from me. You call that a match? If you remember that match on Raw, it didn't finish. It was mm-hmm. barely five minutes long. 
And Vince was like, literally like, this is the greatest shit I've ever seen. Like, it just shows you like the, the, the standard of what is good for Vince is so different than, than, than what we think the standard for good is. Right. Like mm-hmm. he looked at these NXT, these old NXT main events. Vince was probably like, this shit is trash. <laughs> like, get this right. shit the fuck out of here. But he looked at, you know, he looked at, uh, he, he looked at that Keith Lee thing where it was literally just him showing off what he could do and said, that's it. And that's what that's the difference between what what Vince can do and what everyone else can do. And he might not always get it wrong. In fact, as he's gotten older, he's gotten it wrong more often than not. You know, more usually. But when he he hits it out the park, Becky Lynch, you know, like you know, a lot of different things. Like they, then it then it works. Or even this Roman Reigns turn, you know, it, it does work. So um, I really enjoy the the twenty four and, and definitely check that out when you get a chance. Absolutely. Um, lastly, on uh, No Holds Barred. CM Punk is on Renee Young's podcast, Oral Sessions. That's going to be the last I mean, time I ever said that name. <laughs> I mean, it is a very pause-worthy name. Um, <laughs> I wonder if he started the podcast, like, am I going to get sued for being on this? <laughs> that is my question. I didn't listen to this at all. I did not either. <clears throat> I picked out some choice quotes because it's, it matches to what we've been talking about. Uh, salacious, salacious quotes. You know what they say. Listen. Yep. Uh, they talk about the recent uh, talks about pro wrestlers forming a union. And CM Punk pretty much says the same thing that we said. Uh, he said that MMA fighters and pro wrestlers uh, need to unionize. But it, it'll, it'll probably never happen. He says, uh, and there's no such thing as the boys. It's a trope. Oh, we're on the road and these people are family. Once you're out of the bubble, you don't hear from anybody anymore. These people don't pay your bills. Okay. The thing with Punk is is this. Yes, he's mm-hmm. right. But he's also yes. putting in his personal thing, his personal anecdotes into this. Absolutely. I know for a fact that there were people who called him <laughs> when he left WWE. <laughs> we know and that. He was like, fuck off. <laughs> exactly. So, like, my thing with Punk in interviews like this is that, yes, it's, it's like 40-60. It'll be 40% real shit and 60%, you know, sour grapes. So he said that, you know, there's always going to be a, a handful of people that will undercut everyone else to get ahead a little bit, as we've said. Uh, and there mm-hmm. just seems to be a lot of people that not, uh, not that are not only by nature bootlickers, but they just love the taste. You're supposed to lick the boot. You're not supposed to eat the entire thing. <sighs> yeah, well, of course, a man inventor could say that, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think he's just, but I I see it as him, just perspective on how he does things. He's more so, like, I guess self-made, where everyone's just like, I'm trying to get my way in as best as I can. I, I, I see what he's talking about. Um, but, yeah, I think a lot of it, listen, a lot of it's going to be perceived as sour grapes just because it feels like that, especially from a lot of things that he said, like over last weekend. Man said Pat McAfee is the best talker in WWE, and I think everyone else should be. Did he say everyone else should be ashamed of themselves? Yeah, I don't know. He said people should be ashamed of themselves. Yeah, like, I'm black, so I don't really see. I just heard it from Stack Eye Greg, but he don't he don't watch the product, you know. Yeah, I'm like you don't watch close enough. Like, and and then also it's a different type of program, and you're grading. You're smart enough to know that you're grading Pat McAfee on a different scale than a lot of other people, mm-hmm. and 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 you can't you can't take the the great things he's done over the last five months from the growth and, and the stories and the, the the moments that people have had over the last like 10 years. Talk about New Day. Talk mm-hmm. about Daniel Bryan, who's just evolved into a great promo himself. I mean, 
you, you talk about a couple of weeks ago on Talking Smack, Kevin Owens and Paula Heyman just said an astounding promo. But you're probably not going to hear about this because there's no way Punk watches fucking Talking Smack. Nope. So it's like you're you're not going to see these things if you don't stay in tune to the product. And then there's also the stuff that is besides the stuff that is um in terms of cutting actual promo, not many people are going to be have the freedom to cut the promos that they do on NXT. You get a yep. WWE, you up there with a crown on your head talking about people got to bow down to you and all this, this, that, and the third, and you just make what you can out of it. But, you know, there's a lot of situations that did. So CM Punk, the C stands for cap, and the M stands for made. Uh, one, one interesting thing is that they did bring up Zelina Vega, who is now Thea Trinidad on Twitter. So she the 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 Twitter request kept, finally came through for her. Good so for she her. She keep her verified check. Um, he said that it's interesting that Zelina can't stream herself playing video games, but Xavier Woods can take a job hosting G4. Uh, he, they also spoke about their uh, experience of WWE playing favorites with which talent is allowed to take outside projects. Uh, Renee said that she uh, had a cooking show that she thought she'd be perfect for. They gave it to Bo Dallas, and uh, they also rejected her request. <laughs> <laughs> they rejected her request for a podcast. Um, no, I mean it's. I agree with him on there. <laughs> it yeah. is. It's interesting in terms of um, what the, it really kind of depends on, like who I you guess. are. <laughs> yeah. Because Brock comes in, of course Brock gonna come in with fucking Jimmy Johns on his pants and people go say shit. WWE ain't never slung a Jimmy Johns in their damn life. Yep. Um, but Brock Lesnar can definitely wear it on his tights for the last eight years. So it it definitely is. And I don't even want to make any sort of bones about it because there are definitely some situations that you think would be great for people. And then they're like, no, that's okay. You don't have to do it. Um, and, and blase, blase, yada, yada, yada. So yeah. I agree with him on that. The cap is not there in that statement. Oh. Yeah, the cap is in there on that one, but uh, definitely interesting. Oh, he also said that, he, that AEW interests him more than WWE, and I said, oh, so here you go, posturing again, because the Fox deal ran out. So I, I pretty much cut off that one. He's, I'm sure he's just used to not seeing the same people that he's been facing already for the last time. He probably hates a lot of people. <laughs> on, he does. Uh, I, I don't think, I don't, honestly, I don't think AEW gives a fuck about him anymore. I know WWE doesn't. I so. disagree. I, I 100% they got sting, disagree. Bro. They got Sting. No, man. There's listen. Their dick would fly off if they got CM Punk. God damn. Like it's a uh, they want that. That they absolutely want. If you can get Sting at 62, CM Punk at 43 is a steal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh speaking of Speaking of a uh, sting, let me get a little serious for a second. If I can be serious for a minute, without being interrupted, let's talk about guests and older talent coming mm. to your companies. Last week, it was revealed that Sting would be coming to AEW in a multi-year deal. There was a multi-year. lot of there was a lot of excitement. Right? There was a lot of excitement, joy, happiness, elation for Sting. Then, days later, in fact, last night, it was revealed that Shaq would also be coming to AEW. But we knew that's already. <laughs> but yeah, Shaq will be coming to AEW and he will be on Dynamite this week. Lots of joy and elation as well. 
You know, the, the thing about, sorry if this offends in this segment, is that really the, the real theme here is being authentic and keeping that same energy, right? So about a year ago, uh, when it, you know, even, even before that, two years ago, three years ago, when Goldberg came back, you didn't get that same amount of joy and elation. Why is that? Is it because you guys hate him now? Is it because of a internet? I, I don't know. I, there's no reason why there, there was any type of widespread hate for Goldberg. You know what he is. You know what he does. You know whether he sucks or not. But why would people be more upset at a over-the-hill Goldberg wrestling than they would be for an over-the-hill, almost 60, Sting who cannot walk or move? Sting is definitely over 60. <laughs> but my, my point is, I, right. I just want to know, when is old talent or guest talent okay? Because if WWE does it, it's not okay. It's it's shitty. It's terrible. It, it gave you one of the best WrestleMania matches of all time with Brock Brock Lesnar Goldberg. But uh, but when AEW does it with Jake the Snake and all these people who are now managers and Sting and Shaq and stuff like that, it, it's cool. Like to me, I, I think they're like, is Shaq cool amongst amongst like the the community at large? I didn't I think, think Sha- Shaq is cool. Shaq is like cool in terms of like a name, a recognizable name. He's Shaq. Also, TNT. It's just it's just there. It was a um, no-brain. Yeah, 100%. It, it it doesn't make any sense to me why he jumped out of the WrestleMania Big Show bag because that was a massive bag. Shaq, who is just known, I mean, for taking any bags. He got a grill. He got a he DJs. The band got, owns Papa John's now. It, it, just any bag that's possible. And for him to jump off on the WWE bag, it just, you know. I would have loved to see Shaq versus Big Show. Why is this more okay then? There was widespread vitriol before he showed what he could do for Pat McAfee when he hadn't even done anything. Oh, I fucking hate Pat McAfee. That's why. But no, I get I get what you're meaning. Um, I get what you mean. Uh, it is, you know, it just it just is what it is. I'm not sure how we feel about it. I'll say this. I'll say this. Let me say this. I talked about this on another podcast. It actually, it was like maybe like a couple months ago on the Gully Blanchard podcast. I said, I remember watching wrestling as a kid and not remembering an entire generation of wrestlers because WWE, at least during the Attitude Era when shit was popping and the Ruthless Aggression Era where shit was like not as popping but still kind of popping, um, they never really revisited old stuff. Yeah, they never really revisited old wrestlers. You didn't really know history. You had to do the. You had to watch Legends Roundtable on fucking on demand to see uh, matches at the the Houston something dome or blah blah blah. Sportatorium and shit. Sportatorium and shit. You know, you had to watch to to see all those type of stuff. They didn't really lend towards the past. Well, WWE is doing that now, and I think a lot of fans. It's just a little bit of fans are conditioned because especially as the internet grew during the ruthless aggression era, everyone wants to book this, this, that, and the third, and they want their new guy to become the, the guy. And then that's all the third, but they never really include in all the old wrestlers because they weren't really part of our childhood and weren't really a lot of part of it. Um, but now they are because the attitude era produced a lot of amazing talent and, and, and between WCW, a, you know, WWE, WWF, et cetera, et cetera. Now they produce a lot of amazing talent that we're going back towards because they're recognizable. At the end of the day, they're super recognizable. I get why AEW brings in Sting because they want a recognizable name. Now, if Sting is wrestling, you shit up a brick. But um, 
But how is it's, it? How is it? In, I mean, okay, it's Sting, but you know Goldberg was right there too in WCW. Goldberg is one hundred percent right there. I understand why they bring him in too. First of all, they brought him in to sell the game because Goldberg. People know Goldberg. People who don't watch wrestling know Goldberg. You know, yeah, yeah. It's one word. He's the most powerful. Uh, you know, actually, well, we, let me not say what I was yeah, going to say. Uh, we got stuck into this this period where people acted like they didn't understand why you know, companies brought these people back. So when, when they, when you talk about Sting and they say, well, you know why they're bringing Sting back. It's because they need a name, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, that argument was not kept when it was Undertaker coming back, when it was absolutely you know, Shawn Michaels coming back, when it was Bret Hart coming back, like that, that I was there <laughs> for all of these things. When Bret Hart had that, that when he, within Bret Hart, when the U S title at one time and people were yeah, fucking, they were fucking, his. they were God pissed. <laughs> they were fucking mad as hell about that. Listen, so like, in, in, I mean, they. Do, I, mean, I mean, even even bigger than WWE when Impact did it, or Impact does it. You know, they they bring back Rob Van Dam, they bring back Ken Shamrock. They, they people end up end up liking it, but it's like, come on, you know, like let's just call a spade a spade and say we understand why this happens, but you know, give it the same weight as that. You know, like I feel like right now it's just too knee jerk in terms of like what the hell, you know, people really react to or what really matters at the end of the day. So. If I'm going to be serious, we should all accept uh, guests and old talent coming back because in 2020, that's really all we got anymore. And y'all not watching the shows as we see from the ratings. So I feel like we got the same cop car calling outside both of our houses. <laughs> I, it's gonna be, I, I can't even like go back and cut this one out because it's no, you can't. It's on <laughs> both ends. What the hell is going on? It's COVID, man. COVID crimes. COVID crimes, baby. It's COVID. a new podcast, man, where we uncover COVID crimes, COVID-related crimes. Um, you could do well, that. I think, I think that's probably the police telling us right now we need to go to break. Yep. So well, we, yeah, why not? Yeah, so if we can talk about Raw and SmackDown, we got a lot to talk about on these shows this week. So we'll be right back on The A-Show. Tu eres mi sueño. It means you are my dream, but it's not a dream because you are more beautiful than I could have ever imagined. You are the one I have desired all along. The woman I have been searching for, fighting for. And this rose has gone for all women of the world. But tonight, this rose goes to you. Okay, what what the hell was that? Did you see that? It was like... um, what do they call it when people make noises in your ear? Uh, <laughs> Whisper? ASMR. Oh, ASMR. <laughs> That's what it kind of sounded like to me listening to that. I was actually kind of uncomfortable because cool. there was no music. There was no nothing. It was just like, hey. It what was like, it? it's the it's the, it's the wrestling equivalent to, this is L.A. Reed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, this, sir. This is L.A. Reed. <laughs> <laughs> <Next door. laughs> okay all right hold on i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, keep talking i'm gonna close this window <laughs> yeah close the window uh that was angel garza and his new uh gimmick i guess i don't know what that was it happened on raw it was like 50 seconds of just complete nonsense <laughs> but uh you know we're gonna talk about the shows this week as Neil <laughs> shuts his window <laughs> there's, there's a state of emergency yes i can hear that that's just there's a state of emergency going on outside of Mills' house 
Yeah, that is that is some scary shit going on. Are are you good? Is Godzilla there? What's going on? I don't know. I don't know what's going on, man. I really don't. I closed the window. You guys heard it in real time. Let's hope we can just move move on. I don't know what's going on here. Actually, you know what? An app will tell me this. So, okay, I'm sure wow. the, the the crime app will tell me this or a okay. snitch app. I forgot. On, uh, I forgot the New York had had uh, Donnie Brasco apps. <laughs> no, the Citizen app. The Citizen app is everywhere. It's not just New York, <laughs> is it? I don't. I, I don't know. Um, SmackDown. Uh, I'll, I'll take this one this week. I'll take SmackDown this week, and you can. No, let me take SmackDown because okay. I didn't really watch Raw. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Well, you take SmackDown, and or, and I'll take Raw. Oh yeah. Now and I'll do Raw. You you do SmackDown. I'll do Raw. All right. So all right. SmackDown this week. We had a lot that actually went on. On SmackDown this week, but let's talk about the match that we got confirmed. They kicked off Raw, they ended Raw, ended Raw in a similar way that I mean, I sorry, ended SmackDown. Whew. In the SmackDown, the same way SmackDown ends every week. <laughs> the same way SmackDown ends every week. Thank you, sir. Jay Uso, um, Jay Uso on the damn ground. <laughs> Jay Uso balling for his damn life. <laughs> um with that said, we got KO versus Roman Reigns confirmed for TLC. Is it a TLC match? Yes, it is a TLC match. Okay, be we got two, two on card, two TLC matches. Oh, listen, I hear that. So Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns, TLC, WWE Universal Championship on the line. Do we like the match plan? Do we like the idea so far? I'm not even going to ask about the program yet. Do you have high hopes for this match? Absolutely. I think KO, I said it last week, I think KO and Roman have really great chemistry. It's just a shame that they never really got to do something prolonged like this before. Um, mm-hmm. Even if this is one-off, I think this match is going to be a banger because KO loves to absolutely kill himself doing these types of matches. So he will, mm-hmm. go, all, he will go all out for Roman here. And I think that for someone who has been largely really like non-factor for most of 2020. Uh, Kevin Owens being put in this role and really stepping up promo-wise, uh, match-wise, and just really presence-wise has really meant a lot to SmackDown, especially like even if he's like next to Otis. I think he's really meant a lot to the show, and he's like one of my favorite characters on SmackDown and in the company right now. How, uh, how much talking you think Roman Reigns is going to do in this match? You think we got to mic him up? You think we got to... Oh, <laughs> he's going to be like, yeah, I told you, boy. I told you. I told you lose that weight, boy. Then I told you. Now I'm climbing this ladder. You can't climb a ladder like me. <laughs> Come on. Um, I'm the you chief. Wait, you, I'm waiting, the... you waiting in Sammy's back seat? I'm waiting. <laughs> in your... <laughs> but but of course, you know, Kevin Owens is also a king of uh, talking quite a bit of smack when, you know, he just talks shit. He just is just is what he does. So I'm looking forward to this match. Um, the program thus far, is, eh, I didn't really like SmackDown and the end of SmackDown this week. It it didn't. Um, first of all, the part I did like was them getting Otis the fuck out of that match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Otis is now where Otis should be. I'm booking the show, baby. <laughs> Otis is Otis is where Otis is. The match started as a tag match and people were upset i kind of saw the t- i kind of read the tea leaves when i saw who was involved in it, and i was like otis probably won't be in that for long uh, why would he be in the orbit of roman reigns could you see him firing up against roman reigns roman reigns ain't taking no worm or whatever the hell, caterpillar or whatever the hell he did he's not taking jay, that shit jay attacked otis last week so that's why it made sense 
No, but I'm just like, let, let Jay and Otis handle that. Let them do that on the side. Like, what? But, you know, it just is what it is. Otis is getting, I don't want to say he's getting what he deserves, but he's where he's supposed to be. He's getting paid, so I mean, you could say what he he is getting what he deserves, and yeah, everyone getting paid, man. That don't <laughs> that don't shock me. I would hope you were getting paid, and if you weren't getting paid, damn, you quit like Zelina. I don't yeah, you look like Sting. Why you had to go get that check from somebody else? They made you look like a hoe. Why? I want to talk about this boy Sting, man. Sting got a bad agent, baby. Sting. Boy, got disrespected on the largest platform that you could ever be disrespected on. And WrestleMania, baby. Come on. Are you, you talking about? I ain't, I ain't really do it the way I wanted to. You a legend, Where boy. Where they do that at? Where they do Michael Cole wanted a WrestleMania. Like, you goddamn. Goldberg? You think Goldberg? Yeah, they gave Goldberg the she ripped that shit up. What you do, Sting? You a little hoe, boy. Listen, Sting a hoe, man. He ain't get the strap, but it is what it is. Um, oh, boy. Let, uh, <laughs> hey, let's man. talk about this. Let, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on from um, the Tribal Chief talk. Uh, let's go to this hashtag hashtag that we've seen out there hashtag Bailey deserves more <laughs> holy shit holy shit on a shingle Yo, um, if, y'all Bailey, take, if y'all cannot take someone losing the belt and then not being the focal point of a show anymore then I just don't know what to tell you anymore y'all just stop watching wrestling all together there definitely wasn't a Carmella deserves more after she lost that belt and was immediately ejected out of any scene <laughs> Possible. She was out here writing hard truth for the next eighteen months, um, not in the disrespectful way. I'm talking that respectfully. But mm-hmm. um, Bailey, she's losing these matches out here, man. But listen, Bailey's character can take it, and I think we all realize that at this point. And you know, Bailey is someone for the last couple of, for the last entire year who has had an amazing year with a 300 plus title reign. And I think she can take these losses. And I think especially when you're across the ring from a Bianca Belair, who possibly someone who needs these wins as well. Um, you want to make her look as good as you can. And you want to make this program as, as good as they can. Bianca ain't taking an L. I don't think she is going to be right now. Um, but it's possible she could take it against Bailey. To be honest with you, Bailey, if Bailey ever, if Bailey gave Bianca her first L, that's not a bad thing, you know. Um, Even though I don't think it's gonna, yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen. But Bailey deserves more. What is going on outside? But Bailey deserves more. How do you feel about it, sir? I don't think that she. I I think Bailey is completely fine where she is right now. I think she is also fine with it because she's working with a generational talent in Bianca Belair first before anyone. Yeah. So she, gets, she wanted. Exactly. This is the chance that, uh, this is the chance that she got to, that she, that she's always wanted to, to get, to be able to elevate talent um, outside of having the belt. She Absolutely. will be, she is a first battle hall of famer without a doubt. Why, why are we even doubting this? Okay. She's going to be fine. She's a hall of famer. If she has to work with Bianca and, and lose a couple matches, that's okay. It's, that was a point in her career where she has to, you know, with this heel turn, make it something different, you know, mm-hmm. and do something different and have a different wrinkle because she doesn't have the belt anymore. And she's going to be able to do that um, throughout the, the next couple of months without the belt and with a new, you know, she's already funny. How about she just lean into that and just be, a, a, you know, somebody funny? She gets to work with all types of people and make the mid card of that women's division mean something because it sorely does. 
She's gonna work with she gonna work with Liv. She always wanna work with Liv. She wanna work mm-hmm. with Ruby. She had all these people on Twitter she would at like oh, I need to give this person a shot, give this person a shot. Well, now she has the opportunity. Now she has the opportunity to make these superstars. And you know what's crazy? It's like you think of a career like Natalia, right? Natalia, while she has had women's championship runs, it's been nothing truly significant or nothing like brand defining or anything like that. But she's had longevity over the last number of years. And I think at the end of the day, she'll be going down and known as someone who helped with a lot of talent. And yeah. she's respected because of that. And I think it's not that Bailey is enhancement talent because she's had her amazing run as well. But I think you got to give back. You got to give back. And and I think that's what Bailey's doing right now. So hashtag Bailey deserves more. Nah, give it to people who actually deserve more. Yeah. Like they, people, yeah. And you know who deserves it right now? Bianca Belair. I'm I'm putting it out right there. I think you already said it, Mills. I'm starting to see it now. We're a rumble winner. I could see it. I'm I seeing it. See it. You know, we start to see the we start to see the vision around Unless this. Unless comes back. Unless Charlotte comes back. Yeah. <laughs> Charlotte don't need Charlotte, to like run it back. <laughs> run it back. He went to two um, times in a row. <laughs> I'm, weak. I'm gonna be weak if she wins it two nights in a or two years in a row, bro. I'm be honest with you. I wouldn't even be mad. <laughs> I wouldn't even be mad. It's Charlotte. Um, let's talk about uh, a return that we had this week, a return of sorts. And they actually aren't even the only returns this week. Um, the Forgotten Sons. You may have forgotten them, but they were on TV at one point, And I think they were in contention for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. And then mysteriously, they were taking on television. And by mysteriously, I mean Jackson Riker fucked up the bag for all of them for making comments about Black Lives Matter. And they were no longer seen on TV for the equivalent of a full season. (laughs) Four months. Yes. (laughs) Weren't seen on TV because of Jackson Riker. Um, Forgotten Sons are back. They're here with Corbin. They look terrible. This Mm -hmm. is... The hoodie with the jacket? (laughs) It, It doesn't... It's already the fact that these two got to be the ugliest tag team I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but then they show up looking trash. <laughs> Look at what, what, here's the thing. There's another thing that's crazy is that like Blake and Murphy are finally together again. And I was just like, I knew that we're going to get back to these two being together again. I knew it. I knew it was going to happen. But um, I, I think it's cool. I think Corbin, in order to... Uh, evolve his character. He he might need two guys to help him out. Uh, yeah. this, probably, this probably means more wins for him, which I'm eye rolling at. But this is one guy that is always, you know, in in some shit. <laughs> and it's, a, it's a good it's a good balance because they're gonna have it. Obviously, looks like a Mysterio family versus the King's family type of thing. And I and I'm and I'm for it. Yeah, it, it, it's it's cool. Like I I thought that. Uh, I mean, obviously, this leads to Ray. Dominic and Murphy doing their thing. Um, mm-hmm. they've, they've, got, they've got nothing. Weeks of to, six man tags. I'm sure of it. Weeks of it. <laughs> yeah. Not, to me, like not the best landing spot for this Seth Rollins thing that has gone for so or had gone for so long. I think no, not the best landing spot for them. It, but it could be worse. They could not be on TV. It could be the worst landing spot where it's like it's over and then it's like, oh, damn. It's like not over. Yeah. <laughs> um, I get it. Speaking speaking of people speaking of things that I wish could be over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I gotta I, I gotta say you're right, man. I know you're going, but I gotta say you're you're absolutely right. You were right, and people should definitely have listened to what you said. 
Carmella versus Sasha Banks. <sighs> the war All of the right. world, war, war of the words. I was wondering where Andy Cohen was when they had that segment last week, <laughs> where because Carmella's character is such a regression from where she was before, and it is so a character that could have had more emotions if you just put her in significant programs. I think you could have expressed a lot more. I don't think she really needed to revamp her character completely. Um, Especially if you wanted to turn heel. If you want to turn heel, you just turn her heel and she's an asshole. Um, (laughs) But the way that they take her character and made her the untouchable and uh, I can't be touched and all this other stuff like that with the new gear and all this other stuff. Her character is such regress. Even from a, she has nothing that she's contributing to these things. And then you have Sasha on the other hand, who is kind of, I want to say she is feeding off of Carmela's energy. It's a weird, it's a weird spot to put Sasha in, in general. I, I was kind of giving this a chance, but, um, after this war of the words, it, it's become this mean girl thing that they always do at women feuds. Yeah. And I was like, I, and I think honestly, this is the, this is the fault of Carmela's gimmick only leads her to go this path <laughs> with these types of feuds because of, For because what of fucking reason. Like <laughs> it, it's weird. It, it's the war of the words There's thing. An, bad. Yeah. It, it, it was so bad. It, it was like some like bad girls club type stuff. Yeah. That, oh, you had one rain, and like my one rain was like better than all your rains combined. Oh, well, you were with the chin guy and other stuff, and running around with our truth and all this other stuff. And I was like, what? Yeah. There's no real reason why they're feuding. <laughs> and I think yeah. that's the issue right now is that there is no real reason. And not that I long for another Bailey Sasha feud, but I do think that it was a lot hotter than this with it Sasha. It was something like, of substance. It was something else. Even if Sasha like beat the shit out of Bailey both times, um, it, it was you know it, it was at least substantive enough that there was a story behind this. That there was a reason why Carmella just showed up one day and just started attacking Bailey or, or Sasha. And there was even a part where Bailey helped Carmella attack her, and they've never gone back to that. So it's like it's just really weird. It's it's one hundred percent weird when I find Billy Kay's character a lot more interesting than your put character, her, Carmella. Put her on TV now. Now you know what I'm excited for. Billy Kay is going to be facing uh, uh, the Riot Squad, and she's going to have to have a teammate of her own. And that's what I'm yeah. excited for this week on SmackDown. Me too. I'm like, okay, let's see what happens here. She's got her resume. She's got her headshot. She's got all the things. I'm for it. Also, want to give up before we uh before we end up on SmackDown. New theme for Big E. Yes. From they Wale. Not, they did not uh they did not uh play a lot of it, but uh I know that Wale. We waiting for the drop. We waiting for the drop. We waiting for Chris, CRS un- un- underscore Uno. We're waiting for that, the Friday drop. So I can uh <laughs> so we can download it. Let us know when it's on Apple Music and Spotify. Yeah, I know uh Wale, shout out to him. I know he's listening. Uh was very uh nervous about how it would be received. Uh, I think a lot of people were very positive on it. It it sounded good. I didn't get to hear the whole thing, but he's been working on that song for a while. Um, Biggie personally requested that Wally did it. So, um, listen when you when you listen, you do what you want when you pop in. I think that's really at at the end of the day. mm -hmm. Um, You know, as as Miss CM Punk, uh, they only give opportunities to certain people. It's like, well, 
you do what you want when you pop in, as a great guy once said. Yes, absolutely. A, a, a guy from the future. Um, <laughs> talk about Raw with us. Yeah, talk yeah. about Raw. Tell me about the show. Um, <laughs> I watched it. I watched it. I watched it. I just uh, Raw was who was there. Um, I, I think the level of quality again, match quality has never been a problem with the show. <laughs> it, it, it never will be. I, I think the matches are fine. Um, I think it's just like the the middle part. There are certain things that 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 aren't it's, congealing, and we'll we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I agree. The Sheamus and Drew thing. Sheamus and Drew, they kind of fight. They they had a tag match or a handicap tag match with uh with AJ. Miz and Morrison, uh, and you know they. <laughs> uh, the whole story here is that Sheamus is being set up to be the turn here, and and, and people are expecting him to turn. Yes. Um, there is an element to this story that I am, I, I think that is interesting that people are kind of missing out on and not really saying much about, and that's the fact that Keith Lee has been kind of right there the whole time. I think that Keith Lee might be the bait and switch here, right? Like mm. there, there, there's nothing here pointing to me that Sheamus will turn because they they're laying it on way too thick. Right. So like yeah. it, they, they already done the accidental bro kick thing and it actually looked like an accident. Um, they actually did the Seamus keep, keeps getting beat up and Drew didn't help him. And they actually he actually made up for that. So like to me, Keith Lee keeps saying you're going to turn on him and I know it is leading me to believe that Keith Lee is going to be the one that turns and he might be Drew's January opponent in the absence of Braun Strowman. They need that monster heel and Keith Lee slides right into that spot. I can see it. I can 100% see it, and 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 I 100% agree. Um, and and you know it'll be a fresh new. Uh, I don't want to say fresh because Keith Lee has been a heel before, just not on a uh, WWE television. But it'll be fresh for WWE TV. He he would be a great heel because not only would he be sliding into a position of a guy that if he slides into this monster heel role, we both know this meals, he is always going to be in a program on this show <laughs> because he's yeah. going to be the monster heel of the show. But he's also, you know, it, it just matches for him. I, I think that there are, I won't say an influx of baby faces, but there are a lot of baby faces and we saw all of them on the show. And there are a lot of baby faces and Keith Lee would get lost, just like he was about to be in NXT before uh, the Jordan Miles thing happened and they had to shake things up a little bit. He was getting lost on that show too being a face mm-hmm. so um absolutely turn if, if that's what they're going to do turn them but um i think that the it's compelling because they've added the keith lee element to it and also i know we always say this you don't get a 24 for no reason <laughs> something's about to happen with this guy and it's going to happen soon so we'll see uh what happens with the storyline but I, but I thought it was enjoyable this week um i i like I'm, drew throwing the money in the bank briefcase clear across the fucking thunderdome did, did he ever put the sword inside the ground before did they add that i don't know i think no he used he definitely did he because i thought he came to the ring with it before because like one time i was like he does not need to bring that sword to the ring he could just stab him and it'd be over like i he think he, i felt like he always put it in the ground i could be wrong but i felt well, like he I, did I'm here to say that the putting it in the ground part is really fucking cool <laughs> and i, I agree it's interesting. Right? No, I was like, it's interesting that they choose to include like his heritage in the character all of a sudden. <laughs> like, <laughs> like now he's not. Now he has not only does he have his in-ring kilt, but he has like his promo kilt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he with like a dry fit shirt. Yeah, I was just like, okay, he's <laughs> he's casual. Okay. <laughs> sure. I'm- Oh, I fuck with it. Like, listen, man, the way they position Drew, 
without a doubt, he's the coolest looking guy on the show. Even cooler now that he doesn't like because he lost the uh, the trench coat, which is which I always thought was weird. It was like he comes out just as himself now, but now mm-hmm. he actually has like the 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 main event gear, and and I thought that was that was cool. Um, Cedric Alexander, man, is he gonna? He's getting pushed. He's getting Team pushed. Team Team Marianne. <laughs> he pinned Kofi Kingston this week. And in, in in despite it's like, I don't know, I don't know if Shelton Benjamin realizes this, but the man is living to show you up. Yeah, living yeah. for it. He legitimately said, "You beat Kofi, but you ain't." I mean, he ain't say this, but it sounded like he said, yeah, "Listen, you beat Kofi, but you ain't beat nobody till you beat me." So you better <laughs> figure, you get back into the ring right now. And sure enough, man hit him with the what's this finisher called again? The uh the uh oh my god, what is this finisher called? The backbreaker oh. joint. <laughs> yeah, the uh, lumbar sure. check, the lumbar check, it's the lumbar check. Lumbar check, check. boom, yeah. hit him with the lumbar check and yeah. It, it it was over. I liked it, but I thought it went very, very long. I thought this I was one of those segments that will clearly like we need three hours. We, I, this I is a three hour show. I'm not a fan of, of the New Day wrestling twice every week. Let me just tell you that. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> for whatever reason, just don't accept. And then if you, so here's the thing. If you don't accept the match, then you look chicken, chicken shit faces. So I'm like, <laughs> what is going on here? What is going on here? I don't get it. Yeah. I, I um, I, again, I, I, I think that Cedric Alexander getting a push is not a bad thing. I think it's great. He's a tremendous talent and he's actually has personality now. And it's, it's, it's an interesting wrinkle to the hurt business to have him acting like this because it's that rock thing that, that I always think about with, with that type of characterization. It's like, does this mean that MVP is on his way out? Does this mean that, you know, you know, something is going to happen here? So, like, I, I'm really interested to see if this is going to be a breakaway for Cedric or is this going to be, you know, people buying into Cedric and not MVP and it being like a, a, a not, and I don't mean this to be offensive, a civil war within the, <laughs> within the, uh, within the group. Well, listen, he ain't, uh, you got to get past Lashley first because Lashley been whooping many an ass <laughs> over the last number of months, <laughs> including his <laughs> earlier this year. <laughs> oh my um, God. Lashley has been laying. First of all, that match with, uh, this isn't our list, but that match with Jeff Hardy went long as fuck. Way like, too long. And Jeff was getting ragdolled the whole time. I was like, please, please end him. And then Matt Riddle comes in. So I guess we're getting a feud. This is legitimately a feud thing. Yeah, I told you. That yeah, was where okay. he was going to go. That's where he's going to go. I, I do think he will probably win the U.S. title. Uh, do not be shocked if, he, if the bro has the U.S. title by, the, uh, by February. So, you know, be ready for that. I feel like um, they're good. if he wins the U.S. title, they're definitely – what are the odds they give him a custom belt? Oh, my God. What would it look like? I don't know. Some shit with two joints sticking out of it. I don't fucking know. Oh, my God. Um, Oh my god, if he gets his own, (laughs) what if the well, he can't do hemp because because Daniel Bryan already did it. (laughs) So, what if he can't? Yeah, if he has a hemp belt, I mean, that would be really dope. But what if he, um, what if he created his own one because you know he's all about like the business, like making up his own shit? I don't know, Homer Simpson car shit, yeah. Just come up with his own belt. It's like, bro, I designed it. Look, the new U.S. title, and it's like, dude, just, just don't fall into like, br- like the bro nut thing. Do not say that out loud on TV ever again. No, no, bro, bro, bro nuts was a one week thing. Let's uh, let's end it there. Yeah, we we are we are good on that one. Um, 
Oh, wait, by the way, um, speaking of Forgotten Sons, it was revealed also on main event this week that Jackson Riker <laughs> is also back and he's with Elias. Yeah, uh, Sean Ross Sapp said that it looked like it was like a tryout type thing. See if they liked mm. it. So I'm guessing someone's probably w- internally lobbying for him to return to TV. Uh, more he than like too much like Elias for it to work. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I mean, I like the idea if he's like Elias' security, but not him. Like yeah. Elias, Elias does his security, but not him. Hire back. What's his face? Um, Eric Rowan. <laughs> they, they they are they are severely playing with it on Raw, especially having Riddle there right now, like in pushing him the way that they are. They're playing with it by putting yeah, that guy. It's a it's a good idea because people keep interrupting his performances. So I understand that completely. Yeah, and I see Jackson Riker is one hundred percent imposing, but it's like it's Davocado gone. Yeah, so. exactly, exactly. What was I, what I was gonna say? Like. You're playing with it too much. People are kind of tolerating Riddle right now, or some people are tolerating Riddle right now. But you put that you're going to tip the scale if you have Jackson Riker on TV every week. You, you can't. You got to pick one. And if you're going to commit the Riddle, you got to let Jackson Riker go go home and go do something. Go can't, home, be a family man. Be you be a Impact wrestler. Sting might. Kenny Omega might show up this week. You might see him in passing. So you know. Oh God, <laughs> about that. Um. Next up, the Mia Yim slash Reckoning storyline that they're doing within Retribution. Retribution has not even been around as like a fully formed signed group, and they're already doing breakup mm-hmm. angles. <laughs> they're, already, they're, already, they're already trying to like walk back a couple of characters that are actually in the group. I don't see this group lasting. I could see it before the end of the year, which means in a couple of weeks being broken up because it 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 just it's not sustainable at any point. I think it would be sustainable if they just kept. I don't even think you need Slapjack. I think you just need Dijakovic and what's his face, um, Dio Madden. I think you just go with that and in in Mustafa Ali, and um, you keep that going as a threesome, a threesome, a three man group, and just let that go. But there's too many people. There's too many things. I think Mia Yim could be a a great addition to the women's division. Uh, believe it or not, uh, I think she could be. So why not just let her lose? Just let her rock. And she yeah. apparently last week she rocked Dana Brooke. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I mean, really, really cool stuff with Ricochet's promo also. I thought he did it. He had a really good promo. I, I really think this guy's coming to his own. And it really proves that, like, just because we think that people have everything that they need coming into this, like, they, they, they you know, we thought, you know, Ricochet has this, this, and this. The one thing we always said was that, you know, his mic skills was not it. And right. you know, sometimes it takes this, it takes time to develop. And I think Keith Lee even said this before when he got, when he had gotten um, uh, on the 24, when he got rejected the last time, he said, you know, I'm going to reinvent my brand and reinvent myself. No, not everyone has a chance to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like Ricochet, yeah. the character has never really got to talk like that. Even in NXT, he never really talked. So, but it, like, it's night, it's night and day, this guy this year to now. Like, yes, he took a bunch of silly losses. Yes, the Brock Lesnar thing was stupid. It absolutely was. But I think that if he's going to, if they're going to put some shit behind him and they're going to like get behind him, this is someone I would trust on the mic to actually get his storylines over now. And I think he's doing a really good job. I think so, too. I think they just need to put him in a lot more. They can't drag him through nine weeks of an unsubstantial feud anymore. We just can't keep doing that. We can't keep doing that to people that we want to see go to and hope they get to the next level when they're for legitimately nine weeks going against the same people in various iterations. Like, we just can't keep doing that. It, It just doesn't help for the growth of the roster. So we'll see where it goes. 
Uh, next up, Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt bored me to fucking slot. Why would you give this match away when it's not going to look that much different in a week? Listen, not only the main event slot, the opening slot, <laughs> the middle <laughs> slot. I don't know where they went with this. I'm not with it. I'm just get me to the match. Like it's, it's, it's too much. You're doing too much, and especially in the main event of the show, I was just like, <laughs> I didn't actually, actually, I didn't even. I I was luckily playing my Switch while I was watching this, so I didn't even have to turn the PS4 on. But it was it was playing, and I was looking at it, and I was like, every single time I looked up, it was a bunch of BS happening. Uh, I I just don't. Again, Bray Wyatt is all presence. Because when it happens in the ring, I've, I completely forgot meals that these two had no chemistry in the ring. It's not. All right. So I've been to a house show where they've been on. And I actually went to a house show like years before they actually got into the ring each other. And I think I have the actual video somewhere um, on my computer. So maybe you figure that out. It wasn't a bad match. Like it wasn't a bad match at all. It just was so much of the fact that a lot of this program it's kind of like rehashing of the old stuff, but a lot of it is like stuff I don't care about. And I think it's just overall the aura of Monday Night Raw that things just keep happening. And it's not even new things. It's not even fresh things. It's the same thing over and over and over and over again. Um, that just oh, keeps happening. There, there, are fre- there are fresh things on the show. You mean just this? Cedric Alexander just beat the New Day again after they had them him beat the New Day last week, and then New Day beat them twice two weeks ago, and then they beat New Day two weeks before that. Like, it's the same thing over the the Miz and John Morrison just went against um, Drew McIntyre last week, and then they had Miz had a match with Drew McIntyre the week before that, the night after Survivor. Like, it's the same thing. And on tribute to the truth, he had a match with them again. Yeah, it's the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. That's why I never feel like I'm, I'm never tuned in or never locked in because I don't feel like I'm missing anything. There'll be random shows where they'll do a big match or they'll do a big segment or hint towards that. And that's kind of like, I don't want to, you know, the Paul Heyman thing I understand, but at least he would have these major moments and major segments and stuff like that or build up to one of these things and have it on TV. You talk about best matches of 2020 Andrade Rey Mysterio had a ladder match that kicked ass at the beginning of this year. And mm. you don't even get those type of encounters on Monday night raw anymore. And maybe you want to save those for the pay-per-view, but you have to get people to want to watch the show on Monday night raw. So they want to watch the pay-per-view. Like, <laughs> One thing that is like not, it's like a big disconnect is that, like, and I've said this all year, usually the raw matches on the pay per view slap. They're usually really good, and the TV is really kind of like there or bad. Yeah. It's, a, it's it, they have good matches, but it's just there. And it, and I'm so out of it by the time that's why I didn't even like pay attention to the show. I couldn't even pay attention to the Miss promo, which was ridiculous in itself. Um, not a good promo. Yeah, it wasn't a great promo. So I just, Besides the throne of the briefcase, I didn't really pop for anything. But it's just so much of the same stuff. You have the Lana and Nia Jax thing, which is cool, but it's going on and it's going on. You already know from the tables thing, it's gone on at least nine weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so you can judge it by the table spots. <laughs> yeah. So we're having this match next week. 
But like, I hope it's the end of it because we got to go on to something else. We just got to, it's got to, it's not even going on to something else. You can present Fuse in fresh, exciting ways and you can make use of the environment and the talent and all the other stuff. One thing SmackDown does well, some people will wrestle, some people won't. And they'll have segments or something like that. But you can't do that with Raw. You can't do it with Raw. SmackDown is falling into that though. They are falling into that mode. But SmackDown, SmackDown, the benefit of SmackDown is that it's two hours versus Raw's three hours. So you're definitely going to be using people in stupid ass ways forever and ever. It needs something fresh. Like we literally just said that the the opening and the in the in the closing of SmackDown is the same every week. And it is. I agree. I agree. We need something different. We just did. I know they're lulling because they're just like, oh, rumble time. Rumble time will heat it up, but it's holiday time. Bruh. Bruh. I mean, my biggest thing is that, you know, the, the roll-up victories and, and you know, just as Tony yeah. brought up the Lana stuff, Oscar Shayna being given away on TV for free with no... I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that if it's on TV because I think not only could they have a great match on a pay-per-view, I don't think you give away everything on Raw. I think they're not giving away everything in their arsenal, but that roll-up win, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're doing it way too much. I I knew it was coming as soon as uh as soon as Lana ran away and went went up the mm-hmm. ramp. I was like, oh, she's gonna get rolled up. Rashana decided to spend walk across three fourths of the ring just to look at Lana leave, and she yeah. was just like, "Where are you going? <laughs> Why? Why? You know, like what? That was a that was a you know we've seen Shayna decimate Oscar in like a minute, literally in February. That happened. <sighs> her beat everyone in the division i'm sorry like i gotta bring it up i know it's 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 a different time it's a different character now but come on the, the match was good why yeah. can't you, you gotta uh, at least like you, why can't you just uh, do her finish or do a kick or do something like that and just pin her regularly i don't mind the match it's the it's the booking that's always killing raw for me the booking of raw mm-hmm. is killing me because it's just dumb like like you said having kofi hurt his knee and then have having him have another match why nah, would he man, accept- I got this, bro. I got this. I <laughs> would accept this match, and then it had a commercial break. <laughs> like who was booking? This is reminding me of the two out of three falls era, and I'm hoping that they fall out of this in the next couple of weeks, just like they did with that, because it uh-huh. is it is it it is grating on me with certain things on Raw. I hope so too. I would have like you know what I would like to see, um, even though they did it kind of in a, in a way. The, the whole Seamus, Drew McIntyre thing. First of all, I need to fi- I need to figure out the logic of you accidentally hitting your tag team partner and then your tag team partner. I'm like, nah, bro, you hit me for real. Like, fuck you. Like, fuck. I need to figure out the logic behind that. Like, do you not know that someone was in the way and jumped out of the way and that's why he hit you? No, I don't you know. know but the- it was kind of horny because... Uh- <laughs> This nigga, this nigga Drew said, you know what's about to happen next. And they went to commercial. <laughs> I was like, uh. <laughs> no. And then they came back just scrapping and people were like, fucking, what's his face? Um, Drew Gulak got a camera out and everything. I was like, oh, this is fun. And then they beat up Pat Buck, who is a punk. So it just is what it is. Um, um, yeah. So I, there was a report that just came out just now. Right before, we, before we close the show, there was a report that came out. That, uh, Late breaking a- news. AW is planning on having Sting wrestle matches. <laughs> is it was it cool for Goldberg or is it cool for Sting? Which one is it? Listen, you better figure that out. Which who he wrestling? He definitely wrestled against Cody. Yeah, he's wrestling Cody. It's he's def, it's definitely Cody. 
Yeah. Cody learned too much from Triple H. He's like, what? First dibs, baby. <laughs> Let me get the first good match out of him. Oh, my God. Uh, that is the week in wrestling. Thank you guys once again for listening to the A Show. Next week, we will be talking about TLC, giving our predictions for that show, and also giving away some of the categories that we're going to be having for our uh, year-end award show. we got to come up with a name for the year. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you a list of names, and I want mm-hmm. you to approve which ones that you like. Okay. All right. The, what, about the, uh, what about the... Uh, oh man, our, our show name is so hard because it's like an A, so I can't be like the, the A Showies. You know, the, uh, no, no. Mm. Okay. I'll come up with a couple. Uh, follow me at, give us some ideas. Uh, go to, uh, Twitter, follow the A show, uh, RNC account and give us some ideas on what we should call it. We should, we should name our awards. You've been doing it for like three years, almost four years now. We need to have a name for these awards. Uh, let us know what you guys think. Uh, make sure you check out Cyrus on the war report this week. He'll be running through takeover. And whatever happens on AEW this week, he's got to watch like Impact and all of that. He's got to watch a whole universe. Yeah, <laughs> Listen, they're all in the same AEW cinematic universe now, baby. <laughs> Yuck. Uh, <laughs> but all right. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the show. Uh, really appreciate that. We're, we're nearing the end of the year. But we still got a couple more shows left. For Meals, I'm Justin. Hey, hey, hey. See you next week. Hey, hey, hey.